Welcome again, my friends, to the Josh Scanlon Podcast. And once again, we bring on J.O., our expert on all things Medicare. Jay lives and breathes Medicare. He has no other life but talking about Medicare because Medicare <laughs> is uh, what he is born to do. Um, <laughs> so today we're going to talk about uh, Idaho. And as always, remember, Jay can be found at MaximizeYourMedicare.com. And I'm going to stress this because open enrollment period is upon us in October. And there's lots of changes for 2019 that Jay has already kind of let uh, some ideas on that we don't know for sure, but uh, it's critically important to keep track of this stuff because it could change drastically. And uh, so just sign up to his newsletter, MaximizeYourMedicare.com. You get it weekly. And, uh, and then he actually just last episode when we we're talking about Hawaii, he may mention that on his podcast of the same name, Maximize Your Medicare. Uh, he talked about the difference, what, Plan F and uh, Plan G uh, plans, uh, Jay? Is that what you talked about on your podcast? That's right. I compared the plans, Medigap plans, F and G, which is a very popular topic. But I, in my review, I just wanted to give people my perspective on exactly what's going on here, whether or not the price difference, how to measure it, and then how to actually think through which one of those two might be best. Okay. Well, that's... Uh... That's good stuff. And uh, again, the podcast, the website, MaximizeYourMedicare.com. So, Jay, what's uh, what's shaking in Idaho? And I've never been there. Sounds like you've never been there either. So I, it looks like a beautiful state, but uh, I'm ignorant about most things Idaho, and particularly Medicare. So uh, enlighten us, if you would. That all said, the information about all the Medicare offerings is public, meaning that and, and weirdly enough, it might strike people as odd that price transparency is much better for Medicare Advantage than it is for Medigap. We're going to start at Medigap, which is also called Medicare Supplement, Medicare Supplemental. Idaho starts ever so slightly higher than the national, than the average, and the average meaning that my observations on all states in different locations. Right, right, right. Gotcha. So what ends up happening here is when you're first turned 65, and we use that as our base case, that you are audit, you have something called get the Medigap open enrollment period. No seller can, can refuse your application. So that is, of course, you know, enormous comfort to applicants. For Idaho, Again, the premium, the starting premium is ever so slightly higher than I've observed in other locations. $10 a month. And by higher, I mean $10 a month. Okay. Maybe $20, $15 to $20 a month. Okay. So, and that's compared to the average. So you can remember at the high end, you'd have the mid to high 100s a month at the low end all the way down to the 90, 90s a month. And Idaho somewhere in between a female, 125 a month is a good starting point. Okay. And a, comp- and a competitive one. Okay. So when I say starting point, I don't mean that the first price is 125 and the second, second price is 155. No. When I say 125, I mean the, the next price up is I put it to you this way: the first, the first three sellers, the first three sellers, 
in for a plan G for a female turning 65 in Boise is less than a dollar and a quarter a month difference. Oh. Three sellers. <laughs> <laughs> so, in other words, quite competitive. Yeah, I coin flip. Uh, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, you literally just flipped a coin. So, okay, gotcha. So, very, very competitive. And people in who understand Medigap and reviewed in the book the outstanding characteristics of Medigap, no network, uh, the language can never change. The premiums likely to increase with age, but 80% of premiums must be paid on claims. So there is the idea that the seller can raise rates but not unreasonably because of the fact of this something called Medicare loss ratio rule. Yes, MLR. Okay, that's right. Medicare yeah. loss ratio. Gotcha. So I, I think that those are those are that is good news. Although, like I said, the premium is slightly higher than other states. For example, in Indiana, Ohio. Okay. Will be lower. Okay. On prescription drug plan very much the national average, meaning that the largest carriers, the largest plans exist in Idaho. Just on, I want to call it, let's just see. I want, yes, more than 20 prescription drug plans. Whoa, okay. Which is very similar to what we would see in other locations. So again, as always, premium, approved drug list, and cost sharing details are the three important ingredients to consider. It's not only premium. And I, I wanna point this out because a common mistake that people make is to say, okay, I wanna pay the lowest amount yes. per month. Yes, I agree with you wanna pay the lowest premium, but for, what I tell persons is you're trying to focus on total costs, which include not only the premium, but the copay and deductibles spread out over a year. Right? Because yes, if you save $3 a month on premium and you pay $50 a month for your brand name drug, well, that kind of defeats the purpose of saving the $3. Exactly. Right. So you got to look so, at your all-in costs, not just, I mean, you got to look at everything combined. And you can hear in the headlines, the other day I saw one cost, which was actually fairly pertinent, which is 10% of healthcare costs seem to be going towards prescription drugs. So this is not a small portion. 10, 10% of healthcare costs is going towards prescription drugs. Holy smokes. Okay. Yeah, that's uh, that's a big deal, uh, Jay. I mean, that's that's uh, that's and significant. For those, and for those persons with substantial medications, insulin, for example, uh, that you cannot really stop. The ten percent will sound like low. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> so, um, you know, that's not really a surprise to persons who have many medications. All right. Okay, so that's Medigap and Part D. 
pretty pretty competitive as i said on price three sellers the three top sellers within a dollar 50 a month so for new applicants ones who are protected by consumed federally granted consumer rights not a difficult not overly difficult although that does not mean that all three sellers are the same yeah the language is the same but then how you get treated and how they yeah. process it etc etc there are some other things here that might make people determine one carrier versus another. Um, and for that, you know, we do have some insight on those types of matters. I get asked this question all the time when we have markets that are this competitive. Now, on Medicare Advantage, another good selection for Idaho, meaning 24 plans overall Ooh. exist in, in Idaho which is about the national average plus maybe one or two. In oh. other words, it's very common to see in, in many states, 20 Medicare Advantage plans. That is, about, that is a very good estimate. You know, if I had to choose a one single number, that's what it would be. Okay, so most of the plans here do include prescription drug plans. In other words, 80% of these, of this 20, so in total, in total, there are actually 24 plans. Ones that include med prescription drugs is, you know, 80% of those. Okay, all right. Okay, all right. Lots of plans and lots of uh, prescription drugs uh, opportunities within those plans that are out there too. Okay, gotcha. And which is, the, that market is, I, when I describe the market of Medigap at only a dollar fifty cents a month difference, I would actually probably even, and this is, I would speculate that the Medicare Advantage market is even more competitive than that overall. Okay. <laughs> so you can, and the reason I, I mentioned this, Josh, is that I know it's very convenient for people at you know, the senior center or a coffee hour or some right. some location where people congregate <laughs> to like to say that the sellers, meaning the carriers are always trying to rip you off or you know, evil people like me are trying to tell you untruth. Right. The reality is the market is so competitive that that the practical reality of that is just does not add up, right? I mean, since I don't control the price, right. I don't control the compensation, and I know that the sellers are pricing themselves a dollar a fifty a month with three sellers, not just two, three, right? Which, which is a lot more competitive. Obviously, I've gone from two to three. I've just made the market 50% more competitive. Exactly. Right. For a buck 50 each. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's <laughs> <laughs> a month. Exactly. So, for example, if we were you know, slinging, slinging hash browns right. and this were the market, we would call it pretty competitive. Yeah. <laughs> right. And, and we, would, we wouldn't think that we're being you know, taken advantage of by a you know, slick uh, salesman named J.O. who sells insurance. You know what I'm saying? Because you can say, yeah, but. There's 8,000 providers, there's 8,000 guys and ladies who sell this. I mean, it's just, it's just you can find, uh, it's right. not a monopoly and, and, that way. 
Exactly. And the hash brown shack next door is, you know, five cents lower. You see what I'm saying? So in other words, it is that competitive. And that's confirmed because I get asked by the carriers what my opinion is in certain markets. You know, they pull me aside kind of, you know, not on a podcast, obviously, for a cup of coffee or a teleconference or something like that and ask me, how am I looking at these plants compared to each other? What do you think? What does Jay think about what prospects, what the client base is going to say? No kidding. So they actually seek your uh, independent analysis on various, you know, strategies. I mean, obviously, it's not a quid pro quo, but they're saying, hey, you're an expert in this field. You know a lot about it. What do you think if we're you know, thinking about this, that, and the other? That's pretty cool. And part of that is that, you know, when I ask for a favor back, my favor back is tell me how you think you're doing. You know, tell me what we think, you know, developments look like going forward, you know, that type of thing. So we have a healthy conversation, you know, with carriers, you know, in different locations. This, on this, these different aspects. This level of competition just reminds you of the old banking days where they give you a toaster. You know, I mean, this is probably uh, data. This is a little bit before I was actually a, in banking, but I remember, you know, back in the old days in the 80s, like you come here, you get a free toaster or something like that uh, to open an account. It's almost like the same thing here, man. I mean, they're so competitive. And oh, Jazz, gonna ask you real quick before I forget. With MLR, is that applicable to a Medicare Advantage too, or is that only for Medigap policies? Across the board. Okay. Okay. Ah, interesting. Across the board. Um, the the last thing you will see certain comments about, you know, from me in the months in the days coming, which is your point about that toaster is and i'm gonna you know i've got to couch this carefully which is that <laughs> this is going to be an issue it's not going to be hard to see this is going to be an issue because the federal government for 2019 has widened the scope and scale of extra benefits that can be added to medicare advantage plans so that sounds a lot like the to- you know come in for the the knife set or the toaster. And the issue and certain advocacy groups have mentioned the fact. And I'm not going to name the advocacy groups nor am I saying that I necessarily even agree on their entire platform, but one point that they did make which is understandable is people are going to have to be careful. And 2019, as I mentioned to you, Josh, in other episodes, people are going to have to be careful here because what you're going to end up having is people, companies, I, it's not clear because I haven't seen the material yet. Spinning my knife set as a sales pitch. Yeah making it more difficult for the consumer and say, well, I want the knife set when actually the company that was only offering me this, you know, coaster set right, would have been better. So it's kind of like when you go online and you see, okay, well, 
I need to have, you know, some kind of you know, flatware. And then all of a sudden you realize that there are 700 sets of flatware yeah. <laughs> available. Yeah. Right? So we're going to have this. And I don't think, you know, I'm stepping over the line in, I generally don't say, okay, let's just predict the future. But this one you can see. This one is just not a coin flip. Because since the CMS has allowed a wider set of extra benefits, and when you couple that with how competitive the world is yeah. in Medicare Advantage space, and 59 million consumers, you add those up, and we're going to be very careful or you know, raise the bar very high for people to shop very, very carefully. That said, well, you know, the, the steak knife set may be exactly what you need, in which case you also don't want to necessarily sit there and pass just because I don't like change. Well, and then you throw the complexity in there too, Jay. I mean, it's, it's uh, you, you, you see what I'm saying? I mean, you're adding all these, I mean, obviously we're being, sure. I hate to say pessimistic, but you're saying, look, you got a lot of, I hate to say it, but ignorant people. There's no other way around that, of which I am one before I met this guy named J.O. And I'm less ignorant now, but if I'm ignorant about this and you got, you know, the vast majority of people out there say, I don't know what the heck this is all about. Um, on top of that 59 million, I just... You can easily see how the shiny thing of the steak knife set begins to attract more people, even though it might not be the uh, most beneficial. With that said, consumer choice is my preference, but there are some, uh, <laughs> that's where people like you are going to have to play even a bigger role. And um, you're just going to have to, no other way around that. And hopefully the good guys ride to the top and the scumbags get left behind. Because that's the same thing in my industry, Jay, financial. Well, hell, you're a CFP. You know how it is. All kinds of people say I'm a CFP and they hold themselves out as they're so this, that, and the other. And they're not, you know, doing it. They're just, I don't know. You, you, just because you're an insurance guy, a CFP in of itself doesn't make you good or bad. It doesn't mean anything. But you can see how people could be easily be uh, taken um, to the cleaners based on that auspices. Oh, they're a CFP. They must know what they're doing. Or they're, and that's not good. So it's just buyer beware. No other way around that. No other way around that. And I don't want to be overly pessimistic. No, no me either. Absolutely. Because by the, by the same token, like I said, under this, this silly example I've introduced, if you need the steak knife, you need the steak knife. Right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and, and just because, you know, I don't want to lose the signal amongst all of the noise. Yes. Right? If, if in fact, that extra benefit is in fact the one that drives the decision well so be it as long as you have examined the differences and then choose with in the absence of a crystal ball that so i don't want to necessarily say that okay this is only a negative thing actually it's probably a net positive i'm just saying that people have to take this extra level of precaution that's all and it reminds me of the uh, mortgage business too. Like, I mean, you could get 4% over there or 3% over here without knowing that the 3% comes with a 5% origination fee. You see what I'm saying? So you just got to dig, dive deeper. So the 3% might sound better 
but when you factor in the origination fee, it's certainly not. So it's just it's you know more on the consumer. And that, and again, I'm a capitalist. I got no problem with that. But there are going to be people who uh, make mistakes because that snake knife they don't need. But that doesn't mean I don't want the opportunity to get the steak knife if I need it. So it's just one hundred percent. Exactly. And, th- and that's my only point. Exactly. Which is we'd still rather have at least the option of getting exactly. Yeah, exactly. The Which question makes is, is your happy? newsletter that much more valuable because is education is free. And frankly, the education you provide is not encompassing that they have to become a client or anything like that. Now, obviously, you're happy for that. And I would think the clients that you get are happy for having you as their advisor, but you're not going to call like I've, you know, I, I've yet to get a call from Jay saying, Hey, new set of state knives. He said, it doesn't work. Right. Like that. <laughs> I doesn't don't know. Work. I know nothing about making steak knives. Anyway. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> so all in all, Idaho is, is actually, frankly, I would not have thought it'd be that competitive because Idaho is a small state and uh, not as heavily populated as some of these other ones. But it sounds like, oh, go back just real quick. Talk about the military thing, Jay. You were mentioning that before you started. I, I know that might be a rabbit hole, but um, any thoughts on, on military with prescription drugs and whatnot? I do, which is that, you know, what struck me, what strikes me about Idaho is that there are a number of Medicare Advantage plans with health only. Meaning these are med- so the majority of plans in the nation have health and prescription drug coverage together. There is a select number of plans in Idaho 5 which have prescription drug coverage omitted. Now, this is important for people with VA coverage. Yeah. Because the way it actually works is that VA drug prescription coverage can be superior to Medicare. That is entirely possible. And many persons get their medications from the VA for zero. So, it is possible that someone stays with their prescription drug coverage from the VA and buys a or selects a Medicare Advantage plan without prescription drug coverage. Now, you still have to be enrolled in Part A and Part B. Yes. Okay. There's no getting away with around that one. But that possibility does exist. And in certain cases, depending on your accessibility, to VA health healthcare resources, that can be a viable alter, a viable configuration under Medicare. So I just was like, because it struck me, it strikes me that Idaho has five plans, which is more than most other states, and certainly more than other states of its same population. That's interesting. It is. So that means that somebody's tailoring to the sellers are tailoring specifically to the to veterans, the veteran market. Absolutely. Uh, it's just odd because I mean, does <laughs> Idaho have more veterans per capita than other states? I don't think so. I wouldn't think so. I mean, yeah, you know, it's just interesting. I actually probably think that it does. I mean, that that that's what I would say working backwards. Yeah. yeah. Right. 
but again, just more reason for folks. Uh, I, I hate to you know keep saying this, but to seek guidance somehow. I mean, I, I, frankly, whatever your need to seek guidance is, but man, <laughs> just another you know log on the fire that says there's a lot going on here. Um, and uh, Jay, real quick, then we'll sign off. But just again, um, we we kind of know about the Part B, how there's significant premium uh, penalties if you don't sign up on time, but. Um, Frank, I think the Part D thing could be overlooked. So would you just kind of give a brief, if you don't sign up for Part D, what the penalties are? Right. So what ends up happening is a national average is calculated every year. And it's about $35 a month is about the national average. So what ends up happening is for every month, you get penalized 3.5 cents a month. In other words, 1% per month that you did not have something called credible coverage by the CMS. So if you go by five years, that is 60 months. So it's 60 times 3.5 rounded to the nearest 10 cents a month. Okay. That is your penalty that is added to your premium whether that be Medicare Advantage with a prescription drug plan or a standalone prescription drug plan, both. And the issue is that the penalty in this instance never expires throughout your lifetime. And so now you can understand, somebody comes to me at 75 who has never had a prescription or has gotten their prescription because the -the over-the-counter price was a dollar a month, $5 a month. Right, right. But then they come to me at 75. Right. And then they say, okay, I've never had Part D, and now I have a medication which is multiple hundreds of dollars a month. Well, what ends up happening is 120 times 3.5 rounded to 10 cents. That gets added to your prescription drug prescription plan premium. And that penalty will never expire. So it's just one of the things, again, as in most things financial, as in everything financial, you know, my point is I'm fine if you want to intentionally take a risk. Right. That is your prerogative. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. Yep. 100% right. What, What ends up happening here sometimes is people are unintentionally taking this risk unintentionally without understanding the ramifications of the risk position that they are actually taking. And that's what, you know, maximize your Medicare is for. That's what the newsletter podcast, et cetera. So the platform is for to try to say, do you actually understand the risks? Because yes, it looks, it looks like something on a piece of paper, but without going through what the actual ramifications look like. It's difficult to know for everyday people when they haven't seen, you know, the number of examples that we have. Yeah. So, all right. That's the, uh, the ignorance is not bliss when it comes to this stuff, my friends. And I'm just, you know, I, uh, we talked, I, uh, yes, I did a podcast about social security with one of the, uh, preeminent experts on social security, Elaine Floyd, Jay. And, uh, and she's saying, People wait until they're, you know, right about to file, and then they'll might read an article, then go down to Social Security Administration, and you're like, no, don't, 
don't, don't do that. Right. For heaven's sake, right. don't wait till you're 65 before you start thinking Medicare. Uh, think about it at 63 uh, or now. I mean, just don't wait too long. There are resources out there that don't cost you a dime, that you won't get a sales pitch. There are newsletters. Just, it just, oh, man, it kills me when, when ignorance leads to uh, these unintended consequences of penalties, uh, which a lot of people just simply can't afford. And yet they're going to pay it because that's the nature of insurance. You just can't have people going into the program after they have come up with a debilitating illness. You can't do that or else all the system collapses. Jay, as always, it's a pleasure, man. You are you are a national charm for sure when they do the Nobel Prize for Medicare uh, understanding. Uh, <laughs> I don't think there's any such things coming. <laughs> but, but, but thank you so much again for, for having me, Josh. And we'll, uh, we'll see you next time. And, uh, again, I'll put links to show notes on your website and all that. But thanks, Jay. We'll see you next time, man. Have a great evening.